You need to move in some way every day. Movement is essential. And if you're somebody who is not moving every day, you need to figure out how to wrap your mind around this and get more active. Welcome to Power Up Your Performance, where we talk about how you can learn to think, feel, perform, and live like a champion. Welcome to the show, everyone. I'm Kim Peek, and I am a movement and mindset strategist with a passion for helping women live healthy lifestyles. Running is my jam, but I've found that as I get older and due to some side effects from breast cancer treatment, that I need to be more mindful about the way that I train. I think it's important for all of us to realize that exercise is never a one-size-fits-all situation. I want you to find something so that you can stick with it long-term. Swim, bike, run, use the hop fit that I showed a few episodes ago, jump rope, walk, hike, hula hoop, do yoga. You must move every day, every single day. It's just a thing. It is a fact. So if you're not moving in some way each day, start wrapping your mind around this. This is not optional. You need to move. So if you've been a runner and you've been struggling to run because you have aches and pains, or if you're someone who has always wanted to run but feels like you can't because you feel like your body is just creaky and tired, we need to talk. And in fact, today's episode is all about ways to change up your training so that you can perform your best at any age. Now, I've talked before about what I call the eight pillars of health, and those are hydration, nutrition, sleep, connection, exercise, mobility, mindset, and self-care. The first four on that list, hydration, nutrition, sleep, and connection, are four of the most important things you can do to take care of yourself and also to improve your performance in every area of your life. This week, if you are not doing a good job with these things, I want you to go figure out how you can make some changes. Get yourself hydrated. Stop drinking pop. That stuff is horrible for you. It's bad for your brain. It's bad for your body. It's bad for your gut. Ditch the pop. Get yourself hydrated with water or flavored waters, something that's more nutritious for you. If you drink alcohol, do it super sparingly. Do a little test on yourself if you don't believe me that alcohol really does not help your performance. Do a little test on yourself. Stop completely drinking alcohol for two weeks and see if you notice a change in how you feel. I I just am positive that you will be able to tell the difference. And I'm not saying don't ever drink. I love my wine just as much as the next person. In fact, I really love the taste of wine. But it does not help your performance. And if you are avoiding working out or if you have aches and pains, you owe it to yourself to go through some steps to try to figure out what you can do so that your body won't hurt so much, so that you can be more active and involved in your life. Now, another thing I want you to think about is you've probably been told to drink 64 ounces of water a day. And if you're a runner or somebody who works out hard and sweats a lot, 
you're probably going to need even more than that 64 ounces. The heat and humidity, what you're doing for exercise, all of that stuff, even medications that you take can affect how much you really need to drink. So be sure you're drinking adequately every day. And then also check out the color of your pee. If it's always a bright yellow or even brown, you need to drink more. One thing that I have been doing is I started drinking this week strawberry water. I took a glass pitcher, filled it up with, first I dumped into it a package of frozen strawberries And then I filled the remainder of the pitcher up with water. And I let it sit for a couple of hours. And I have this amazing tasting strawberry water. And it doesn't just taste good. It smells good. And it makes me want to drink it more. And that is a heck of a lot better for you than drinking pop or filling your body with anything out of a can that has a bunch of chemicals in it. So come up with some fun ways. Maybe every day make something different. I did strawberry water yesterday. I'm doing blackberry water today. And, you know, you could even make yourself a pitcher of iced tea. Don't go buy your iced tea already pre-made in the store because it has to have preservatives in it. So you can easily make iced tea, brew some tea for yourself, put it in a pitcher with ice, and have it handy for your beverages for the day. Mix it up a little bit so you're not bored. Hydration though, guys, so, so important. And I know I bring this up a lot, but it's because it's one of the most important things you can do to feel energetic and just to feel better. Next, nutrition. I want you to cut way the heck back on processed foods. Things like chips, anything from a package. Try to eat a rainbow of fruits, veggies, nuts, seeds, and healthy fats. One thing I've loved lately is making avocado, mashing up my avocado, and then making salads and adding that to my salads. I am completely addicted to the wall bowl that I get at Wahlburgers because it's exactly how I eat my burgers, which is bunless with all the yummy goodness that goes into your burger in my salad. And they mash up the avocado and mix that in with it so that I feel like every bite I'm getting, I'm getting the taste of avocado. And I love avocado, so, I mean, that works for me. There's also a Mexican restaurant in Oklahoma City that I go to when I visit my daughter that adds generous portions of avocado to their Mexican-style salads. And again, so addicted. I crave this. So I've been making these salads at home either as a little side dish to whatever my main course is, or if it's like for lunch, just as my main meal. When you eat out, try to find the most nutritious options available. Your body isn't going to perform well for you if you're feeding it junk. And if you want the aches and pains to go away, try going for 30 days without processed foods, without pop, without alcohol, without chips, I would even go so far as to say without bread and buns and taco shells and things like that. Give it 30 days. I am really a fan of Whole30 for the purpose of having some guidelines to follow when you clean up your diet. Whole30, contrary to a lot of the negative things you will hear, Whole30 is not about giving up entire food groups forever. It is about 
figuring out which foods make your body hurt and which foods fuel you and give you energy. And over the course of 30 days, you will go through a little bit of a carb sugar detox around day 10 where you think you are going to go nuts. But if you can stick past it just a few days more, all of a sudden you have more energy than you remember ever having in your life and you start to feel better. So again, that's not for everyone, but it is a great option if you're feeling just cruddy and you have mysterious illnesses or aches and pains or... I don't know, we've used it for so many different things. We used it back when one of my daughters had a stomach issue and the other one had a back problem, both at the same time. I put them on an elimination diet that really mysteriously cured both of their issues. So I really am a strong believer in food as medicine and just paying attention to what you're eating so that you can feel better. But even if you don't want to go all in on a Whole30, just start to work more fruits and veggies into your diet and maybe take out one a week of those snacks that you're eating that you know in your heart is not the best for you. Next, I want to talk about sleep. You need seven to nine hours of sleep each night. You just do. And I've done a number of podcasts on this topic, so I'm not going to go on and on and on about this one. But if you are feeling low on energy, work on your sleep. If you have issues that are causing you to lose sleep, like maybe menopause or perimenopause or side effects from other drugs you take, talk to your doctor and let's look for some solutions. I, a few years ago, because I was having such trouble sleeping, did a sleep study. And those sleep studies can be done in your home these days. You don't have to go to a big expensive sleep center and make a production out of it. And if you find out that you have, um, oh, I can't think of what it's called, when you stop breathing over and over, sleep apnea. If you have sleep apnea, you don't necessarily have to sleep with that big mask on. There are so many new options. But sleep is important. If you stop breathing while you're sleeping, you need to get that checked out because all of those things can affect your energy. You need sleep so that your body can repair itself. All that benefit you get from working out doesn't happen unless you're resting. And if you are somebody who has a high pressure job and you are stressed, or if you're a parent who is wiped out by the end of the day, You need your sleep so that your body can recover and deal with the stress of the day so that you can face tomorrow with energy. And in case there's any of you out there that are in this category, bragging about how tired you are is not a badge of honor. All you're doing is telling the world that you have some stuff that you need to get figured out. So please, please, please get your sleep. Enough of that topic. I am moving on. The fourth one for today is connection. You need to spend time with other people, whether that's your spouse or partner or parents or a good friend. You don't need tons of friends, but it is good for your health to have someone you care about, someone who cares about you, someone you can have meaningful conversations with, someone you can spend time with. 
And I know that the amount of time that you want with other people varies depending on if you're an introvert or an extrovert, extrovert. But no matter how much energy you get from being around people or how much you feel like being around other people sucks your energy from you, it is important to have connections with other people. So I want you to make a point each week to have a date night or to go have tea with a friend or to even look at the person next to you in that cycle class, look them in the eye and ask them how they are and then really listen to what they have to say. Don't be in a rush to get on to your next thing. Wouldn't it be amazing if we all figured out how to build more time into our days so that when we run errands or when we run across a friend in the grocery store that we actually have time to have a brief conversation? Think about how much better you feel after you've had a meaningful conversation with someone. Everything on this list that I just mentioned is important. Everything on the eight pillars of health that I talked about at the top of the show, all of those things are important. But these first four that we just went over, that's where I would start if you really want to feel better and have more energy. Next, I talk a lot about how I've had to train differently and train smarter as I've aged, but really as the side effects of breast cancer treatment have affected me, that is what has really kicked my butt the most. People who have a hormone-positive breast cancer typically take a hormone blocker to prevent recurrence. And this drug sucks all the female hormones out of your body, sucks it dry. And over the first year, it felt to me like an accelerated aging process. My active triathlete body turned old what felt like practically overnight. And that has given me some new challenges. But that doesn't mean I can't do the things I love. And what it has done is forced me to continue learning more about movement because I am not someone who is going to sit down and take it and be like, oh, okay, if you say that it's going to hurt and I can't be as active, okay, I'll just do that. Because guess what? There are so many things you can do whether you're feeling this way because of a drug you're taking or because you're aging or for some other reason. You don't have to sit down and take it. So I have done, what I have done is learned more about movement. And this is education that I use when I work with my clients who experience pain or people who feel like their aging body isn't cooperating the way it once did. And that doesn't have to be like you go from, running marathons to not being able to run a 5K, it doesn't have to be something that extreme. It can be just you feel like you have to work harder at running or you're losing your speed or your body hurts more after you do a certain task than it used to. You can just tell that your body is changing and you know that you need to adapt in some way. So here are some ways that you might train differently as you age. One, making sure you warm up before you jump into running or a hardcore class. You need to take time to warm up your hips, your ankles, your back, and just make sure that they feel okay moving through that range of motion. Not all instructors take adequate time to do that. 
Not all instructors even put you through an adequate cool down and stretch. So know that if you're already experiencing issues or if you want to have peak performance, that this is a step that you just should take on your own. And there is no shame in showing up a bit early to make sure your body is properly prepared. There is a cycle instructor at my gym who has a whole joke about nunya business. She came up to us a couple weeks ago in cycle class and was asking us about our goals. And she finally just said to us, you know, if you don't want to tell me, if it's private, if it's something you don't want to get into, you just look at me and you say, none your business, because it's not. Every person is unique and you need to know that you have the power to take control of whatever situation it is and do what's right for your body. Don't feel like you have to be a follower or that you have to compete against people in your aerobics class or your cycle class or your swim class. You do what feels right for you on a particular day. Next, number two, strength work. You cannot skip the strength work as you age. Besides that, you need muscle to keep your metabolism revved up. You need to work on things like single leg strength and core strength because muscle imbalances happen and you are going to be a stronger runner, a stronger athlete, a more consistent athlete if you are doing body weight workouts or weight workouts or banded workouts, whatever it is that you are doing, you need to add some strength in so that you are not losing strength and you're avoiding muscle imbalances. Number three, you need mobility work. Yoga will go a long way here, but you also need to spend time making sure your toes, ankles, hips, back, all of those parts of your body, all your big joints can move through their ranges of motion. I would also throw foam rolling in here into this category because you need to take care of your body. And sometimes as we get older, our toes don't bend the way they used to, or our hips get creaky and don't really want to move. And those things significantly affect how we perform, how we move. So Another thing to think about is, let's say your hip hurts or your back hurts. It's not, oh, where you feel the pain is not always the source of the problem. Sometimes where you feel the pain is actually caused by something further down the chain. So maybe your back hurts because your big toe isn't moving properly, and that's causing you to stand on the side of your foot when you walk, and that puts everything on your in your gait off. You just don't know. And so these are just all good things to be aware of and to work through as as you're able to. And trying to find a little bit of time each week to work on key areas of mobility will go a long way toward helping you stay active and moving well. Another change that I would suggest if necessary is you might need to cut back on the number of days you do harder workouts so that your body can recover. But that doesn't mean you need to take full days off. I'm not saying that you need to take more than one day a week off. I'm just saying you might need to cut back on the number of days you do your hard workouts and changing up the type of workout that you do on those other days 
So is it something more restorative like the yoga or the mobility that we talked about? I get a lot of runners who start a program and get overwhelmed because of all of these pieces that I've mentioned above. Warm-ups, cool-downs, running, strength, mobility. And then I also have to do running? Who is she? T- who is she kidding? Who has time for that? Well, if you're younger, you might be able to get away with skipping some of these things. But if you want to be someone who is running in her 40s, 50s, 60s, and beyond, you need to take care of this stuff. These are all, again, essentials. So this is not optional. If you can't find the time, then I would suggest you look at your schedule. And there's basically two ways you can do this. One is you could take my take two approach where you are working these things in in two minute increments throughout your day. Maybe you set your alarm when you're at work and you get up and you move and you do some mobility work at the top of every hour for two to five minutes. And then maybe the next time you add a couple of strength exercises and you work them into your day that way. Another option is you cut back on the number of days a week that you run or train in a sport specific I cannot talk today in a sport specific way. Maybe rather than running five days a week, you go to three days a week. And then that gives you one day for an easy run, one day for some sort of a specialty run like a speed workout or a tempo workout, and one day for your long run. Then you have one rest day because we all need at least one rest day a week. And that gives you three additional days. So on two of those days, you do a strength routine. And then on the other, you incorporate some sort of yoga or restorative movement. And that's how you would structure your week. So if you cannot make time in your week to do these things, if you can't incorporate it into your regular workout, then I seriously recommend that you need to restructure your week, cut out some of those hardcore workouts, and dedicate days to strength and dedicate days to mobility and flexibility. Let's also talk about another benefit of this. So you're still running because you've incorporated that your three days a week or whatever number of days you choose, but you're also going to make more progress by training this way Because you're doing the things that you need to do to remain healthy. Healthy people are more consistent. And the alternative is that you'll push too hard and you'll get injured. And then that takes you away from your sport because now you're hurt and your doctor has told you to take weeks off of running. Consistency is the most important thing you can do to make progress, whether that's with your fitness goals or goals related to your weight, or goals related to school, or education, anything that you're trying to do, the most important thing you can do is to be consistent. It's all this constant starting and stopping and starting and stopping and taking time off that sets you back. So when it comes to training for the aging athlete, I hate that because it makes me feel like I'm ancient, but when it comes to training, You need to train smarter, and that means incorporating these things in as thinking of them as prehab, doing them on the front end rather than waiting till you get injured and having to take time off. And that brings me to the final portion of this episode, which is how do you start something and stick with it? 
I just threw a bunch of stuff at you, and there's probably at least one thing there that makes you think, huh, yeah, she has a point. That's a good idea. I should do that. But just like with New Year's resolutions, the world has forgotten about all of those New Year's resolutions already, right? You are going to have this bright and shiny idea, and you're going to be all gung-ho for a few days, maybe a week or two, and then you're going to forget about it. But these things are important. So how do we make sure that we do them? There is such a huge problem with this that I am offering a free 30-day course called Crush Your Goals, even if you are a chronic restarter. I heard that phrase chronic restarter in a group I was in. Somebody described themselves that way. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so true. This is what happens to people. They start and they stop. They have great intentions and they just can't stick with something more than that initial two weeks when they're all excited about it. So that does not mean that you're a failure or that you're lacking willpower or that there's anything wrong with you. This is just how we are. We get distracted. We see other things. And what it does mean is that you're probably lacking some skills that I am going to help you with. We are going to create some systems that will allow you to finally move towards your goals without losing momentum because you're constantly starting over. So if this sounds like something that might help you, head over to my website at www.crushingmygoals.com slash crush dash goals and sign up. It's free. There's no tricks here. You know me by now. I'm not going to Give, try to trick you. It is what it is. I'm giving you a free program to help you identify your goals, what's holding you back, and help you make that behavior change. This is not a workout program. This is all mindset, and it's going to be a lot of writing and thinking and planning so that, let's say you want to wake up and start working out in the morning and your alarm goes off, and you think to yourself, it's cold, I don't want to get out of bed, and then you turn over and go back to sleep, or you hit snooze until it's so late. You are going to have some strategies so that when that alarm goes off, you are all ready to pop out of bed and run out the door. And if your mind starts telling you all the reasons why you're not going to do it, you are going to have a list prepared of contingency plans, things that you're going to tell yourself when you don't want to get out of bed so that you will actually follow through on your commitments. So this is a program to help you identify your goals. We're going to look at what's holding you back. And it doesn't have to be something huge that you're struggling with. It could be something like learning how to give up pop or corn chips. That is one of my big things, by the way. I love corn chips. I love nachos. I love queso. And according to my doctor, I am not supposed to have those things. And yet I cannot keep my hand from reaching into the pantry because we do have those things in the house because my kids and their friends love them. And so that is one of the things that I will be working on in this 30 days is really coming up with my own strategies to make this behavior change that I need to make stick. So it doesn't have to be huge. It can be something like me and my corn chips, or it can be learning how to take some time to get in your strength workouts to make sure that those things really become a non-negotiable habit for you. So check it out, www.crushingmygoals.com 
slash crush dash goals. And I hope that you will join me. So before we close, I'm going to give you one final hint that will help you get started helping you change some of these habits that you have. And this is something that is called habit stacking. Each morning, I have a routine. My alarm goes off. I go to the bathroom and brush my teeth. I put on socks and a sweatshirt because it's freezing here in Kansas. And I don't want to like get my dogs ready and my kids ready while I'm freezing. So put on socks and a sweatshirt. I get the dogs from my girls' rooms. I let the dogs out. I fill their dishes with food and water. I make the coffee and then I start making lunches. It pretty much goes exactly in that order every single weekday morning. So if I wanted to add a new habit to my routine, I could pick any one of those things and sandwich a new behavior in there. I could say, each time I brush my teeth, I will do 50 squats. Or after I let the dogs out in the morning, I will roll up my yoga mat and do a five-minute routine to energize my body. Or each morning when my alarm goes off, I will think of five things I am grateful for before I get out of bed. And again, this is custom to your life and what fits with you. But think about something that you want to start doing. So this works better for things that you want to start doing, obviously. But if it's if that is the case with you, find something that you want to start doing and Find a place in your day where it fits. Now, I probably couldn't squeeze in, I know I couldn't squeeze in a 30-minute run in between any of those things. So if it's that portion of my morning routine, it has to be something simple and easy that I'm trying to change. Otherwise, the alternative is to wake up earlier and get that in. But that isn't a habit stacking. That's something else. So think about what little thing you want to start doing, find a time in your day when it's convenient to pair those two habits together. And then when you go to do that that behavior that's automatic, you will automatically start including this new thing that you want to do. Super easy to do, super easy to help you keep that new habit top of mind so that you will stick it, stick with it. You want to attach your new behavior with something that's automatic so that your new behavior becomes automatic. And these are that is one of the techniques you'll learn in my free 30-day course. And of course, we will learn some other strategies, but I hope to see you in that. So I hope that everything we covered today on the podcast was helpful for you. I hope that it's given you some new perspective about how you can adapt your training how you can change some of the things you're doing so that you can keep doing the things you love. And if you're somebody who experiences a lot of pain or has other excuses, reasons why you can't be more active, I would love to talk to you too and see if we can help you find the right resources where you live so that you can live a more active life because none of us should be stuck to a life of sitting on the sidelines and being inactive. Thank you so, so much for your time. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. I love you all. Have a great week and join me again next week for more discussion on how you can power up your performance. 
Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. I'm Coach Kim Peek of Power of Run, and you can find me at www.crushingmygoals.com or on all social media as at sign power of run. If you liked this episode, be sure to give the podcast some love over on iTunes and remember to subscribe. As a new podcast, your reviews and stars and subscribes will help me grow the audience so that I can share my love of health and fitness and bring more experts to the show. Power up your week and I will catch you next Tuesday.